0: Hey, before we get into this episode, as always, remember to like, comment, subscribe. Uh, Give me a thought, give me some feedback, let me know what you think of the podcast, either on the audio platform you're listening or on YouTube. It helps with the algorithm, helps expand the um, people watching. I've been getting some new comments from some fresh faces. Really appreciate it and thank, thank all of you new subscribers like the four or five of (laughs) y'all as well. All right, let's get into it. Thanks. Welcome to Japan, according to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 165 of the podcast. This is one um, longer than expected, but I think it's good. A good variety of information, topics, a bit more serious than we've been doing for the past few weeks. Uh, we, I really talk about societal issues. Give, I break down a menu of of how I study Japanese and study advice. Um, t- I tell a story about police uh, police interaction, as well as some of the challenges links related to challenges living in Japan, and then um, round things off with uh, what is it? A discussion of some of the um, yeah, talk about <laughs> Um, ah, the Japanese society and some of the changes going on there sprinkled in between. We also have, um, links related to a couple of interesting places. I stopped by, um, so pretty good episode, a lot of variety of shit for you as, as I've been doing before, there's quite a few links for you to check out at your leisure as well. So bowling, enjoy. hey everyone hello welcome to episode was was this 165 well, I think it's 165 of the podcast another glorious evening um late night as you can probably tell um, before I go to bed uh, you know I'm I'm starting to record on Tuesdays because um you know I can just sleep in on Wednesday I work late on Wednesday. I got like some housework, some yard work to do, uh, in a Japanese yard, a small one, but I got to cut down a tree and destroy a plant (laughs) and stuff like that. Um, do some pest control, you know, to make sure this place stays pest free. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm drinking water this time. No, um. No beer. I'm saving that for the next episode. Next episode, like the past few episodes, you know, I've been doing a lot of love advice and stuff like that. Um, I'm going to get off that this time just to deal with a few more serious topics, not super serious, a little bit, yeah, you know, mix of stuff, but, but not related to like dating and stuff like that. But on the next episode, I got something interesting. I got an interesting piece of, um, uh, a, a, a footage that I stumbled upon that uh, I'm going to share and break down with you guys. I think you're going to really enjoy it. (laughs) I mean, isn't it more than the footage? I think you'll find my breakdown and feedback of it. Interesting. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but just um, stay tuned into the next episode. You're probably going to want to watch that on YouTube. Uh, what else has been going on with me? Oh Shit, sorry, I got this cable all fucked up. Okay, um, what else has been going on with me? Uh, my back is better. My back is a lot better, which is good. Uh, so I haven't started working out. I got. I probably need to start working out again soon. But yeah, um, the the Olympics are coming, starting soon. I'm surprised. I was wrong. The dream team is set. The American dream team is set. I'm surprised they talk some motherfuckers into coming over here. Um, you know, well, if you follow the NBA, there's a lot of injuries and stuff like that. But yeah, I was kind of surprised the amount of people that they were able to get over here. Um, but you know, hey, good for you guys. Good luck. Um, yeah, kind of counting down to the games. I don't really feel the Olympic spirit here so much. Everyone's just kind of like, oh, is it really going to happen? Okay, it's happening. All right, whatever kind of feeling to it. Um. As far as I can tell, um, um, I don't have any tickets, so I'm not really doing anything. My wife is like, "Would you want to go?" I'm like, "Yeah, not really. I'm just kind of over it. You know, I'm just kind of, I'm just sick of talking about it. To be honest with you, I just kind of want to get past everything and, and move forward with um the world and life and stuff like that. But you know, hey, I mean, I, I've talked about this before. I think I don't know if I talked about this in previous Olympics. Maybe I have, like, in Winter Olympics. Um, but like. I don't enjoy watching the Olympics here at all because basically, like the t v yeah, it's Japan, but t v just shows Japanese athletes, and it's gonna be the Tokyo Olympics, so it's gonna just be nonstop Japanese athlete news, and like even if they're not doing well, even if they fucking suck, they they just cover it nonstop, so it's just like in replay. Like, you know, I mean, replay people fucking up, you know, their dives fucking up. Like, so it's just like, I, I want to see like the good performances, not really like the shitty ones, you know. Um, but you know, hey, it's not my country, so I can't really complain. <laughs> my apologies. Whoa, yeah, it's midnight. Sorry, tiredness just kind of hit me suddenly. Um, Uh, because i went to costco today so you know uh, early just a little bit of work in the morning i ran there ran, came back met grabbed the car drove to costco me and my wife got a bunch of shit came back here pick up my son took a nap ate ate lunch took a nap pick up my son um came back from that did had a little bit online lesson work and then came and did some other um administrative stuff i needed to do then teaching my son learn i'm trying to get him into hooked on phonics which is going progressing you know he's actually doing pretty well um the first time i taught him i thought it was gonna be a fucking a waste of time but um then yeah, he's actually learned how to read so it's is kind of cool um he's you know four and a half which is like you know i don't remember i don't remember how i learned how to read but you know he's doing it and he knows how to what cat and can and man and Tan and shit like that is so he's impressing me so you know and then bullshitting around so like yeah i was just getting into things late but um but 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 you know i was just ready to start the show so let's start it let's get into it okay so um uh i got a couple of things here for you guys uh oh no before we get started i could talk about me hanging out with you yeah Oh, oh oh yeah oh no i'm yawning i'm tired jesus okay <laughs> sorry Now, because I, I did have some fun hanging out with jeff um last week we had lunch and i'll just tell you guys now it's in i put it in the description like we had lunch i actually went out for like the first time and i can't even remember how long because um on my own i mean like because i hung out with jeff we had lunch uh really nice steak place in um Braungy Hills and uh, maybe maybe I'll, I'll put you guys on this. Wait one second, I forgot about this. A- more Akeel's recommendations. I'll find. Uh just put a note for myself I'll, I'll i'll put the um the link to the place uh in the profile but yeah it was, it was a nice steak place i got the the um steak bowl you know with some yuzu kosho which is kind of like a little spicy peppery kind of sauce in there um not peppery so much but a little bit spicy sauce on top of the beef bowl and again with i talked about i talked about steak before Thinly sliced, not, not super thin, but, you know, thinly sliced. But it was a lot of rice in there, so it was really, you know, good. And I drank a lot of beer, too. I, you know, <laughs> I was like, I'm going out. I'm drinking beer. I took the day off. So, um, I had, as you know, I haven't been drinking so much recently. So, um, yeah, um, we, you know, we just talked, caught up or whatever. And then I wasn't really ready to go back. He had to go to work, but um, go back to work. But I had the day off, so I was like, man, it's a nice day. So, I hung out, you know, on, like, they have this outdoor terrace kind of place. So, I hung out there for a little while. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, actually, okay, I do got some funny shit to tell you. So, like, um I was hanging out there, you know, just um, outdoor. And they had, like, a place to sort of take out. So, well, I already ate, but they also had beer. So, I had, like, a couple beers there. And just listening to music, um, playing you know, messing around on my phone, just re- just enjoying being outside without a mask. You know, I mean, I was wasn't around anyone directly, so I, you know, went maskless and and, and just um, enjoyed doing that for a while. You know, <laughs> and like one interesting thing that happened to me while I was there was like. Uh, I'm just I'm just chilling and I did notice like this lady walk past you know where Punky Hills is kind of like a trendier kind of area she was like a clearly trendy but kind of weird looking older lady and like in her 50s and maybe early 50s or something like that I mean geez I'm almost 40 but you know but whatever um so like I had an umbrella because it rained earlier and um But it cleared up. It wasn't raining anymore. So, like, I put my umbrella. It was like, you know, like a little big round kind of bench, circular bench, big one, you know, with a plant that hit me in the back of the head. It was popping me in the back of the fucking head like boop, 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 boop. (laughs) And and then like a, a chair, a small table and a chair across, like, you know, around the bench. So... Um, you know, before me and Jeff hung out with our families there, uh, I think a few weeks ago, a month or so ago, and and we were like, oh, this is a spot we got, you know, Um, it was my first time being there. I didn't know that that spot was actually there in Punky Hills. So, uh, I, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going, I got too lazy to go anywhere else. He recommended somewhere else to me. I was like, man, fuck this. I'll just go there and just hang out. So I put my umbrella down and I went to go get a beer and I came, I came back I mean, my umbrella is clearly there, right? Like, on the, like, clearly there. And that same kind of weird lady, <laughs> I came back. Like, I mean, I didn't go far either. Like, I went, like, um, 10 feet, maybe, 20 feet, maybe, a couple of meters, 10 meters, maybe. Um, You know, clearly, you, you could see, you know, my umbrella. You can see me. And that same weird lady who was kind of half eyeballing me passing a couple of times, I came back. She was sitting in my chair, you know. And, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you know, and I was like, oh. You know and then she's kind of like oh oh you know <laughs> and I was like oh you know and she's like oh is this your seat kind of gesturing is this your seat uh I was like because my umbrella's right there I'm like oh no it's okay I, I joke with this. it's okay and so I grabbed my umbrella and she's like oh okay and then she just like puts like starts patting her chair like for me to sit next to her but she's like a, you know, fifty something. I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to be ageist or anything, but she's kind of past, you know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. So, <laughs> I just kind of like, you know, grab my umbrella. I'm like, ah, diejo with this, <laughs> like, oh, that's okay. And I just like walk around to the other end of the like thing, you know. <laughs> it's just kind of like hey oh, yeah, the older lady she was trying to cougar my ass like you know like grandma cougar my ass you know but <laughs> but i i was not in that mood you know so i just kind of like went around the other end and had one more beer and i went to shibuya actually and because i was because i still wasn't ready to go back home you know and so i was like where the fuck could i go all right let me go to shibuya i haven't been to shibuya in forever and just walked around for a little bit trying to find some places i went to tatsuichi was just like a um, really common izakaya everyone goes to, um, but it was like really sketchy at four o'clock in the afternoon. It was just like a bunch of foreign dudes in there. And I was just like, Whoa, these all, these dudes look really sketchy. I mean, not like dangerous sketchy, but just like, I realized that's not the place to hang out at four o'clock in the afternoon so like I started trying to go to all the spots that I used to go to and like all of them are closed. Like, I, I, you know, um, the 300 yen bar I used to go to a lot. One of my favorite spots turned into a dart bar now. Um, um, I wanted to go somewhere else. I was looking for a craft beer place that I knew that closed down but eventually I did find another craft beer place that, um, that um that link is in is in the description that was actually really chill they had a really really nice variety of craft beers so again like i could kind of um socially distance you know and um cuz i was just like near the door and you know there weren't really any people next to me so you know i could just enjoy my beer you know take bullshit on my phone um and just enjoy like a few more beers before going back home which is really nice um you know, just like a day excursion out, um, was, was kind of cool and I worked late the next day. So, so check out those links of those two places, you know, um, in the description, Um, you know, just sharing information. I think interesting places to go. If you are in Tokyo, if you didn't know about them or, um, You know, when you come here, eventually you can check those out. I don't know. The place is called OL something, something. Um, I don't know how popular or established it is. Cause again, like I had never been there before, so it definitely popped up, um, since my last time being in shibuya and again and since turning like 30 plus shibuya is not really my go-to place to hang out anymore i kind of graduated from there a bit um even you know the only reason why i went to shibuya is just because it was on my way home for one and two it was the daytime like i just wanted to kind of see how shibuya had changed i wish it fucking totally changed i was like holy shit all this shit is new. I could tell, kind of see all the touristy construction going on and stuff like that. So that was kind of interesting to really just see and observe, um, the changes to my old stomping grounds. And I felt kind of old, but, but it was still cool. A lot of fun. So, okay. Um, so that's new, what's new with me. Uh, okay. Let's, let me get into some of these, these topics that I have for you guys. So I'm just going to blast through these. Cause you heard me yawning before I I am starting a little bit later than I wanted to, but, um, Okay, so I learned a new word recently, and I don't know how popular this word is. Like, I literally heard this word, like, about a week ago for the first time because I was watching some random uh, co- sketch, which I put on in the link, and um, it's, the title was People Who Think They Speak Japanese Because They Watch Anime. And it's, like, a series this, this popular YouTuber did, and he was talking about a weeb. And, you know, maybe I'm old, I don't know, but, you know, I had to Google it and I was like, oh shit, yeah, a weeb is just, let me get the official definition of this shit, because I kind of forgot. Now, I don't want to misspeak, but I mean, my wife and I, we checked it out. A weeb is a, de- a, deris- a derisive term for a non Japanese person who is obsessed with Japanese culture, uh, is so obsessed with Japanese culture that they wish they were actually Japanese. Yes. Yes 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 and like um this is an interesting term for me because yeah i don't i don't, I don't like weebs like <laughs> just generally speaking uh and and i kind of think i was thinking about it like i guess like japanophiles and weebs are different but um maybe I, i'm okay with japanophiles i think people are just obsessed with japan you know and I was talking to my wife and, 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 and it kind of goes back to something I was talking about in the in the last episode that, um, you know, humility. One thing I realized like weebs, the reason why I don't like weebs, because in my opinion, they lack humility. Right. Thinking that because you love anime and because you love you know, ramen or whatever the fuck you're into, you know, um, that, you know, you get Japan and Japan, you know, speaks to your soul or whatever the fuck your reasons are. I mean, I'm, I'm, hey whatever, it's your life. I'm not just here to shit on weebs, but, but for me personally, like that lacks humility in trying to understand Japanese culture. And what I find with dealing with these people when they come to Japan is that they don't really like Japan or love Japan. How much they think they love the idea of Japan. And by meaning that, like, they love what they think Japan is to them, the aspects of Japan that they find cool or interesting and become completely obsessed with that and think that that is the country in in a nutshell. But it really isn't. And, you know, that they don't have the humility to enter Japan and you know, with an open mind, and say, well, wow, I don't know what I don't know. So let me actually see. You no, know, I have this image about this culture. It's interesting to me. Let me see, find out more about it. It's like, oh yeah, I know that. I saw that in blah 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 blah. Whatever. Like, it's just like, okay, I can't fucking talk to you, old dumbass. Like, <laughs> it's kind of how I, I take it, you know. But um, it is a fine line, and um yeah just going back to what I was saying before you know humility is kind of a really really important kind of thing because Japanese people will just let you talk and make an ass out of yourself they're not really going to correct you Um, and I think especially weebs because Japanese people don't necessarily directly correct them or get pissed off at them you know they take that as like free range to just to be like I am the king of or queen of Japan it's just like no you're just like some weirdo who's just like talking about I've heard Japanese people like you know when I, I didn't know the word for it but like you know talk about people that they met and they talk to them. And I'm like, let me guess. Um, he's like, yeah, it's kind of weird. The person just wants to, I, I took him out for Japanese food. They just only wanted to eat ramen. I'm just like, oh, Jesus, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm like, like just because you've seen it on naruto like oh yeah because the naruto is you know like, like I, I don't even know what the fuck they talk about like <laughs> let me just stop shitting on these people but but just check out the skit i thought it was funny and interesting and i'm really happy like those people didn't exist when, uh, or didn't exist or weren't so common when i lived in america because i would have fucking gone crazy and i'm so happy there aren't that many people like that here in japan right now i'm sure after everything opens back up They'll be flocking back in, but luckily for me, they only have a superficial image of Japan and really only go to really touristy areas, touristy areas, or you know, and and play basically places that I don't fucking hang out at. So, so I I rarely have encounters with them. Although, gosh, I do remember. I don't know if I told you this, like, told you guys this. I remember once. I mean, if you want to have fun, that's fine, but. Just know Japanese people think you're a fucking asshole. Like I, or just fucking dorky, I don't know, a weirdo or something. Because I remember, like,
1: I'll never
0: forget this. Like, uh, these, I was in Omotesando one evening. Maybe coming back from work or something. And, like, randomly I remember I saw these three white guys walking up the hill. And they had, like, ichiban headbands like you <laughs> sorry i just got the, i can't believe i said that like i mean it's fine like you know if you're abroad outside japan wearing like a ichiban headband it's okay you know i guess it's like a it's like a you know a uh, quirky touristy kind of thing but they were dead smack in the middle of a trendy ass area in Tokyo with like all of them big ass ichiban headbands and like fucking umbrella katanas you know w- walking around like yeah <laughs> You look like the biggest fucking dork in history. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's like, yo. I mean, they were having fun, and I'm not knocking that. I'm just telling you how it is. Like, Japanese people were around them just like, because Japanese people don't openly laugh. They'll just kind of like look at each other like, you see that shit? And then just kind of giggle after you leave, you know, but... Yeah, I it was, I just, I just, I was like, shocked. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was fucking amazing. So I don't know. That's my Weeb conversation. Um, studying. I'm gonna run through these kind of quick because I'm, I can tell, feel myself starting to get sleepy. Um, I, I, <laughs> I kind of want to wrap up the episode in 20, 30 minutes, and I'm rambling already. Okay. So, um, Japan study advice. Yeah. Uh, Joshua sent me a few links. Um, I'll, I'm just gonna blast through this really quickly. You can check this out. Um, Joshua, or anyone studying Japanese, don't do what this guy says, okay? (laughs) I believe the title of it is um, I Learned Japanese for One Hour a Day for 600 Days Straight don't do the fuck this guy says okay because um for several reasons first off his goal was you know to understand i think video games and tv and stuff like that he was more focused on reading and understanding japanese not really like outputting communicating with japanese people directly first first thing to really take into account okay second thing to take into account like um for this this is all from memory for me I, i watched this a few days ago like you know, he, yeah, he used Duolingo. Well, okay, f- fuck what he did. Okay, just don't do what he did. Okay, <laughs> I'll tell you what I did. Um, and I'll tell you what similar people like me did. So first thing, um, it, let's take someone starting from zero. Starting from nothing, right? Starting from scratch. I say first get the first textbook I would recommend, which was recommended to me, Genki. Okay, Genki is a Japanese uh, textbook. Whatever, okay. I'll, I'll just say G E N K I. Um, okay, let me Fuck it. Since I'm doing all this, let me put it in the pro in the thing. Uh, N K I textbook. Uh, one second, okay. 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 I'll put. I'll put a Amazon. Probably it'll probably be Amazon. Whatever. I'll put. I'll put a fucking Amazon link in there. Um, somewhere for you guys. Probably Genki One. Um, if you can learn here, if you've learned or or before that. Okay, before before that, before Genki One, what I would recommend. Okay, because what I did on your own, learn Hiragana and Katakana. That would be the first, right? If you learn Hiragana and Katakana, get a book or or a textbook. Or I think I got some textbook or something. Um, to study hiragana and katakana, and I was able to read hiragana and katakana. After I was able to read hiragana and katakana, I started on Genki 2. I didn't start in Genki one. I think Genki one is romaji, which is um, with um, written in English. Japanese written in English, but the people will specifically and my old boss um, at the time didn't re- you know didn't really recommend that, and 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 I would say that too. Um, it, recommended because I had gotten to the point of learning hiragana and probably katakana at that time. They recommended I just go into Genki 2 and it is true I would say like your Japanese the pace of your Japanese study will pick up quite a bit if you learn hiragana and katakana first. It's like learning the alphabet first and then use and then study textbooks that are only written in Japanese. I think Genki 2 is all Japanese. So you're forcing yourself to read Japanese. You're not like starting at a base in your own language, and sound. You know, your pronunciation gets strange, it becomes strange if you're reading Japanese in English, like like in romaji, which is like you know written out in English. Like me too. Like if I look at a Japanese word written out in English, I have trouble figuring out what it is because my, the base of my thinking is in Japanese the base of my thinking is not in English so my pronunciation my reading everything you know kanji or hiragana or katakana whatever is the base where I started from so similar to like a Japanese person that's how Japanese kids learn so um it might suck in the beginning. Um, I didn't really focus on writing so much. Like my writing, my handwriting looks fuck. My son's handwriting looks probably as good as mine does now, because you know you textbooks start you as writing them out. I, I mean I wrote out for a while, and I did I did start also start kanji. I think I start I practiced writing like about a mm, hundred kanji, and then after a while I just got tired of it and just like just visually remembering the parts which did help me because you know understanding the parts of a kanji and, and stroke order and stuff like that it did help me but i just kind of gave up on it after a while just because like I'll type i'll just type stuff i don't really need to to write stuff out so on, on, a, on a regular basis but the only times i have to write my name or like my wife's name or something like or like you know for my um company i have to write down um you know, kabushiki gaisha, or, you know, daihyo tori or something like that, like, really complicated uh, kanji, I'm just like, sorry to the people, <laughs> you know, like, fuck, you know, <laughs> so, but whatever, whatever, um, yeah, so, okay, so, Started with Genki Hiragana Katakana, then go to Genki Two is what I did. Right, uh, Hiragana Katakana textbook, then go to Genki Two directly. Then I think Genki Two and Genki Three, I want to say, is what I did. Um, then after that, I went to Japanese class, and and that's what I would recommend. If your goal is communication, I wouldn't go to Japanese class in the beginning directly because you're you're not really going to waste. It. You're not really going to spend. You're gonna kind of waste your time and money, in my opinion, um, and that's what was told to me as well, and I believe it's kind of true because all that's gonna happen is you're not gonna know what the fuck is going on, you're not gonna have any base of language, so half the time your teacher is gonna be explaining shit to you in English anyway, right? So what you want is to be at the level where even if it's extremely basic, you can deal with an all Japanese lesson, right? Even if it's your teacher like. I remember the first word, you know, I, my teacher, it took her like three weeks to teach me Jido Hanbaiki, which is like a vending machine. And I don't know why she wanted to teach me Jido Hanbaiki so much, but you know, that's what she did. So, um, you know, she was like Jido Hanbaiki. Okay. Okay. And Jihanki which is like the abbreviated. and like, okay. But I, I don't know. I don't know why, whatever. It was like a, a, a more affordable class. So maybe she was just making shit up. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I re- uh, should I tell this story? Okay, I'll tell the story. Like, <laughs> the only thing I remember from that one of the main things I remember, of course, Jiro Hanbaiki. And there was a woman from another, uh, it was a, like a group lesson. And so it was a woman from another country. I forgot what country she was, but I just remember she came with her like toddler son and. <laughs> She used to breastfeed him in this class, or she did breastfeed. I remember she breastfed him one time, like, you know, and he was kind of like a big kid. He was maybe like two years old. And so I'm just trying to learn, say, G Hombikey you know, I look over, I just got a titty popping out, and this kid's just sucking away, you know. Now, I'm not one of these people that's, like, offended by breastfeeding, by the way. Like, I know people fucking think it's disgusting. It's a titty. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a titty, so. <laughs> I'm gonna look (laughs) So The only memory I have is like Me like listening to her And like kinda glancing over like Oh her titties out (laughs) That's the only thing I remember Okay whatever Anyway (laughs) Anyway I digress Um, It's okay yeah then go with the japanese class right so you can deal with all japanese and, and and specifically i would recommend specifically instruct your teacher that you want to take your lessons in all japanese right even if it's tough if it's rough in the beginning you know if you have a base of you know hiragana katakana genki two will teach you some basic sentence structure you know some of the basic verbs and vocabulary that you need Then you will have a base to go into Japanese class. Right after after you do that, you get a a foothold. You got some basic conversation skills like me. Then um, I would add the Japanese language test JLPT give you kind of a benchmark to really start hitting your kanji um, and and, and give you kind of like rails to ride on, of course, continuing Japanese class that you're working on your um, conversational skills. Um, the JLPT will teach you sentence structure, grammar, kanji, vocabulary, and give you kind of benchmarks to hit for that. Then, you know, let's say JLPT3, I believe, or N, sorry, not JLPT3. That'll be N, now well, maybe N4, I would say. If you can pass N4 of, of the JLPT, um Then I would start watching Japanese TV shows, which is something I added as well to help my listening comprehension and just, you know, start bringing stuff all together. You know, culturally understanding how Japanese people interact with each other, mannerisms, you know, actually seeing some of the phrases that you're learning in action, you know, um, intonation, pronunciation, things like that. Um, You pick up a lot of those things. You have to be careful, of course, what TV shows you watch. You're not going to be watching fucking, you know, Dragon Ball Z and Naruto. Like, you know, watch everyday shows like Sezai-san, like Chibi Malako-chan. Those were kind of my go-tos in the beginning. And then I branched out. And again, now I'm watching this crazy-ass, like, Drama about like when I was getting ready about like um, some chick who has like five sex friends and you know, uh, friends of benefits. I say Sefle, is sex friend, but the, the, the bad Japanese don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't fucking remember that. But she has like you know, five, you know. Uh, friends with benefits and her life is a mess and shit like that whatever it's it's, it's a weird show i was just like well i don't know i just wanted to watch something weird in japanese i like watching weird japanese shit and listen to japanese people use dirty words now like that's interesting to me you know so um um yeah so um uh, you know but but if you have a base and then you know going higher in, in NLP uh JLPT and things like that is kind of how I've in more advanced tv shows and pushing the envelope with that and then your inter- interactions with Japanese people is kind of how I got my thing and how a lot of people around me got their communicative ability and that's kind of how what I in the reverse is kind of similar things is what I recommend to my students as well and what I'm recommending to you so basically don't watch don't don't follow Joshua or anybody listening. Don't do the fuck this dude said at all. That would probably be the menu um, that I've seen, that I've experienced successfully to whatever degree you want to say successfully have done followed. And I would say other people have successfully followed as well. <sighs> okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. Fuck, man. Okay. Here's a goddamn. Okay. Um, shit. Let me see. Right, okay, I'm gonna plow. I'm gonna plow through these. Uh, rod, sorry, I'm gonna yeah. Uh, uh, cause I got some shit I wanted to say too. All right, all right. Well, I'm gonna go through these. Like Rod, is it this part? No, 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 no. Okay. Um, I also stumbled across um a uh, interesting thing from Trash Talk. I think um I forgot the guy's name. I talked about it. he he was a host before. Um but yeah they had an episode of their podcast talking about the challenges of living in japan uh yeah trash talk i think is the name of it go just go ahead and watch that again they for me are the people who again don't really lack like the patience about living in japan maybe they have the you know uh what did i say i said uh what the fuck with the three qualities I, I said before god damn it i'm forgetting all my shit I said, what did I say? Patience, flexibility. You mean, yeah, okay. I would say maybe patience and flexibility uh, they don't really have as much of. And, you know, um, but I mean, they're 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 of course, they're doing a show and they're kind of, you know, laughing about things. But you can kind of see, like, you, you got to have patience in a way of um, being able to accept that things are just the way that they are. You know, and um and yeah, it might be ass backwards and they'll you can listen to them go into it. They were quite right about several things, but and you do go th- into a stage in your life in Japan where you're just complaining about everything, but Japan is Japan and it doesn't bend to your will and you, that's something that you have to understand about that. The powerlessness of living in this country that yeah, there are things that are completely ass backwards that make absolutely no fucking sense, that are completely entrenched into society and you just have to take it up the pooper. <laughs> you just gotta deal with it You gotta suck it up And just You know Get fucked by Japanese society Sometimes Cause that's just what happens You know Um I'm not going to go into it, but listen to them. They'll freak out about it. You know, I'm, again, I'm to the point, and a lot of people are, you know, we we have casual, I have casual conversations about it, but I don't get up in arms about this shit anymore because I just understand, like, that's Japan. That's what you signed up for. That's what you got to deal with as long as you live in this fucking country. So, So, but yeah, go ahead. This is like an hour-long thing. I think the second half of the episode, they start shitting on Japan, but it's pretty interesting stuff. Um, the black in Japan podcast there, um, he also talked about being stopped by police. He actually gives a video footage of him being stopped by police, um, I was going to tell us, I gotta start talking about it. I'll just tell it. Okay. Um, a few months ago, I think maybe a couple of years ago, maybe before last year, sometime or something about last year, sometime, I think I told you about an encounter, unpleasant, slightly unpleasant encounter I had with the police, which this kind of reminded me of, reminded me of, and that was, this is probably the most unpleasant encounter I had with the police that I can remember. Um, whatever. I'll just tell it. It's, It's not that bad, but Pretty much, I um it does remind me of the news article I, I actually came to my mind about Azabu juban and a kid being stopped in Azabu juban and being troubled from there by that um that we talked about, I, be, I believe we talked about on this podcast a few years ago but but pretty much like um I was in a juban I dropped off my wife and her and my son at one of her friends place like she has like a nail place and whatever he, her husband had does like a kids kind of language studio in the same kind of work area um and so she was going to get her nails done and um i was kind of dressed a little bit casually uh i believe i had a mask on and i was going back and a police officer saw me and so you know i'm a big black guy i was just casual I had like a nike windbreaker on and something and a hat i look kind of casual for the area so he kind of stopped me, friendly, you know, of course, like, Japanese police stop you in a friendly way, like, oh, excuse me, you know, can I see your ID, which is not necessary, you know. Um, the law was changed, I think, about 10 years ago, that you're not obligated to show Japanese police your ID, um, your foreign registration card. When I came to Japan, you were obligated to show it to them. Now, you're not, but you know, um, I just do anyway, if, you know, if I'm asked for it, I just do, because it's just whatever it's japan again again in japan he talks about it as well like there's not that like um adversarial kind of relationship between especially minorities black people specifically and the police here so i don't there's not that history so I, I try not to carry that over into japan and i don't get on defensive around the police automatically here um Again, I have been stopped a few times in police, but this is the first time in several years I've been stopped. So, um, but you know, it was because as Abujiwali kind of, I remember that article, it kind of bing, my antenna went up a little bit. Um, And I'm not sure if he stopped me because I looked up at the officer, I looked back down at my phone or something like that. I was changing music or something like that. I can't remember, whatever, but whatever, you know, whatever. So the guy stopped me and he asked me for my ID, which for a second, I was kind of like, "Mm," because I was in the Zabajuban, I remember the article, it was broad daylight, you know, and I was like, okay, fine, whatever. I showed him and he was like, oh, you're from, I live in Yokohama, which is kind of quite far from that area. And so that kind of also kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. He, he, I could feel him be like, aha, I got, he's suspicious. You he don't belong here. Not because I'm black, but just because, you know, I'm just casually, it's kind of a very like classy kind of area, you know, um, Beverly Hills, Orange County. No, that's a bad example. I don't, I don't fucking know. Like uptown Manhattan kind of area, I guess would be an equ- equivalent. I, I don't really know New York's layout so much, but you know, it's kind of like a downtown, maybe Manhattany kind of area um, suburb may pray uptown Manhattan will probably be, uh, equivalent of it. So, um, so I gave him a card and then, you know, he's like, Oh, you're from Yokohama. Uh huh. And you know, clearly he's like, okay, my card's fine. And I'm looking at him like, can I go, you know, I'm starting to get a little bit agitated. And he asked me if he could look in my wallet and that kind of, made me a bit defensive that never happened to me before in Japan you know I kind of know he was like looking for drugs or something you know and that kind of that offended me you know but and I was thinking I didn't think at that moment, but like afterwards I was thinking, you know, if I should have put up more of a fuss, because you kind of go through that, you know, if you're stopped by the police and like, what should I have done? You kind of, you know, look back on things. But my first immediate reaction was for my wife's friend, you know, because I'm in their area and her husband is also black. So, you know, I could have, I could have made it, I could be like, hold up, I'm calling them they could have ran out. My wife start, you know, going off on them. Like, you know, what the fuck but that creates, I know like, you know, that area is kind of like a little bit exclusive area that kind of creates an issue for them. So I kind of, I was on the defensive a little bit because of that. And I kind of like hesitated and I was like, clearly I was get found myself getting, you know, upset, like pissed off. And so reluctantly I gave him my wallet and you know he kind of like looked inside the pockets and stuff like that and then you know I, you know and then he, he kind of you know he can see, you know and he can see like I'm like staring daggers into the guy you know cuz i'm just like are you fucking happy now you know um and you know i i in my mind i'm kind of thinking back and forth like should i escalate the situation you know Uh, I'm not really, you can tell I'm not the kind of person that really does that, but it was on my mind if I should, like, make a fuss, you know, Um, but every time, like, I kind of wanted to start getting loud or really, you know, I kind of was thinking back to them up the street in their business. So, because, you know, you might think like, you know, because basically in Japan, like, interactions with the police kind of go like this. If you're stopped by the police or the police are messing with you, it automatically means you're doing something wrong it's kind of the perception in Japan. So if I start, you know, yelling or I start getting upset or or, or I make other people come his boss, his manager come up and I'm I hold cuz I had time. I could have I was like I could I could have just been like yo, we need to go to the station, buddy. Let's talk to your boss, you know. Um um I you know, but that creates a scene and disturbs the peace of the area and automatically makes me, looks, me and other people who look like me to the people who are, you know, have shops, who have residences there and things like that, it automatically leaves a bad impression with them, which automatically gets associated with, you know, my wife's friend and and her husband. And that's something I, weighed on me quite heavily and and, and it weighed on me quite heavily after of course the guy gave me my wallet back and he's like I'll have a nice day and I just kind of was just staring daggers at him and and just like kind of like took my stuff back and left but I did wasn't particularly pleased about the situation um again like I said when I when I started like uh when I talked about the situation before I why I didn't talk about it originally I mean it's not like traumatic or anything like that it's just something that was mildly upsetting you know and mildly disappointing and you know maybe kind of second guess my actions or how I handled the situation but it's not like anything soul searching or like oh my god I didn't like you know take a cold shower and like cry in the fucking bathtub when I got home or anything like that but you know um it did make me think and you know just watching his reaction to that video it, it did um bring me back to that situation so I was like all right fine I'll just share with you guys but you know um that is my worst interaction with police in Japan that honestly that's my worst interaction with police in Japan i don't have any i mean that cop was being mildly assholeish you know um but i don't really fear or i mean of course i i, I see a squad car behind me naturally my african-american you know experiences kind of kick in for half a second but i've had police behind me in front of me and you know again they're kind of peacekeepers generally not law enforcers they're not looking to you know hunt for things to reasons to arrest people so police just kind of like let me go like you know they just let me go about my way like oh it's a black guy okay he's driving whatever like you know like it's not like a big thing at all so um um, you know, um, everyone might not have the same experience as me, but as you can see from him, he said it was his first time being stopped by the police. G- generally, that's how police are here, and I would say you don't have to feel automatically on defense if you're around police here. You know, just you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Every part to each his own, but um that's my personal experience here. And again, that like. I don't need any comments like, oh my gosh, he killed. like, you know, it was fine. You know, it was my, like I said, it was mildly annoying, honestly. And I, I was a little bit, you know, a little bit ticked off about it for like a couple of days. But that's about it. You know, it, it wasn't like anything like, why do you have to deal with that type shit? So don't worry about the comments. Don't worry about anything. Like it was totally fine. So, but go ahead, check out um, his take on it as well. Don't take my, don't take my word for it. But i reading rainbow anybody no okay 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 (laughs) okay um rod yeah uh fuck this is gonna be almost an hour episode fuck okay yeah, Jesus, almost just one o'clock in the morning. Shit. Okay. <laughs> um, to round things off with the article, really, really interesting article from Rod, um, about the underclass in Japan, the growing underclass in Japan, and it is, it's true. There is a growing underclass in Japan. I'll let I'll let the article speak for itself. Really good statistics. Really good breakdown of the history of of the underclass in Japan. I would also add that there's there's a geographic. The main thing I'll add to it, and I'll just let you kind of. Uh, Read everything on your own is uh, just because I'm getting sleepy. (laughs) Sorry, is. um, To understand, like one thing I had, I had to remember, too, after a few years here, there's a big difference between the Tokyo area or even so much Osaka area and other parts of Japan. Right. Tokyo does not equal Japan, and they're very, 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 very different, right, and so um, if you spend a lot of time in Tokyo, you might get the impression that, you know, there's this, it's like this futuristic, you know, um, super clean, hyper middle class kind of society. But there is very much an underclass that is growing and swelling and struggling to keep their head above water here. And especially in the countryside, suburban, more rural rural areas, if you go there, spend some time there. Again, I recommend getting a, li- a driver's license, driving through different parts of Japan, You will ride through some small towns where you're like, holy shit, like, you know, um, you start doing some calculations. You're like, yo, uh, where's all the money from this town come from? You know, besides some farmers and some some people like that, it's aging. Um, There aren't many, many businesses thriving there. Um, and so Japan is shrinking. And not only that, you know, the, the work system is also has changed. So the perception in the past, like the article talks about, of like 90 something percent middle class is very much changing. It is being stratified. It is splitting. And I, th- I believe that split is going to become more and more extreme over time um, And Japan underclass will start to, you know, solidify and people who are th- thriving or, or being somewhat well off, um, will just, you know, be all right. And, and I mean, like I kind of, that's why I'm going into this part of the game, understanding that. And, um, I'm just trying to be on the other side of that fence, you know, um, the, above that borderline for me and my family, that's my only goal. I'm not really worried about the morality of it. I'm not really, you know, I just see it coming and I'm just trying to get, get over that hump. That's the only thing that i'm trying i'm trying to get us over that hump that's all that's all so if you're in japan long term that's something that you definitely need to recognize and understanding that for you to be uh as a guy dating advice for you to be a legitimate partner um in many cases for like the average japanese woman she wants guarantees that you're gonna be on the other side you know above that line as well um your dreams your goals don't be shit like i said in japan nobody gives a fuck about your dreams it's what stability like i was thinking about it today like i remember when my wife and i were dating and you know or, or maybe when we first got married i think and like you know we were working our shit out but like you know i was freelancing for those five years and you know, when my business started really picking up, I was working my ass off. And she always used to say, like, we, we if we got into a fight, she would say, we don't have any insurance. We don't have any insurance. And, you know, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I think maybe I didn't have, I, we didn't enter the national health insurance at that time. But I couldn't really understand what she was talking about. But basically now it makes more sense to me. You know, she was saying we don't have any safety net. You know there's like yeah everything's in in the west we think yeah everything's going fine now it'll be all right we'll work it out but in japan Japanese people don't really think like that and wanting some stability wanting some backup in case and not just like a nest egg you know if you have if you are like a say cheyenne if you are a regular employee you have that company backing behind you you know in case you fall down in case you stumble If you're, you know, on your own, if you're making moves out here, you don't have anything, you know, and so for a potential partner, she's thinking about herself, her kids and their future, you know, and 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 sometimes in unrealistic ways. But, you know, that's kind of the truth. So you have to kind of understand that's what you're getting yourself into. Over time, of course, my wife and I we we worked on those issues and those problems, and we kind of now come to an agreement. Cause she can, may, mainly because I fixed myself, and I kind of have a direction I'm going to in life, and we've kind of gained a sense of direction and c- communication. So, but that's not going to be the case every time, and that kind of leads to some divorces and things, u- ugly, sticky situations. Because if you think about it, again, I told you changes quite drastically after you get married so if you go in you're the boyfriend everything's love lovey ww you get married you hey you have a kid and then you're still doing what you're doing and then over time she starts getting worried and realizes that she can't rely on you for the future she might just say fuck it and bolt like if you don't if she's not that flexible person that happens sometimes and so the last thing you want to do is be in a powerless position where you can't see your kids and shit like that so just get your shit together get get your shit together um the best way you can and you know um i mean no not the, fuck the best way you can just get your shit together okay <laughs> okay <laughs> that's all i can say um and just avoid any of those type of sticky situations and make yourself a potential part, uh, best, the best version of yourself. I'd say wherever you are, that's probably the case too. So, so, all right. Um, lots of supplemental materials for you guys. Um, let me just leave it there next week. Don't worry. Next week, we're going to get back to some bullshit. I got some shit. I'm probably going to do, I got this one, a one video that I really, really am looking forward to breaking down for you guys. Um, and I'll look up for I'll look for some other shit too. Um, probably every I'll just give you a hint. Like I'm looking for Japanese content. I'm not looking for anything in English. All this the, the, the stuff I'm, I'm probably going to show you. The one video I'm going to show you is in Japanese. I'm probably going to look for some other stuff so that you can kind of see how Japanese people interact in, you know, dating and and, 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 and and flirting and talking and stuff like that. And of course, I'll interject and give um, some uh, breakdowns and, and, and shit like that. I'm not going to tell you what to say. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But, uh, you know, I, uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to doing it. I'm going to be drinking. Okay. <laughs> I am going to be drinking. So, uh, I know, Rod. <laughs> I know it, the... the conversation becomes a bit more colorful you know when i when i let loose and have a couple drinks so um we'll do it that way i might even drink some i haven't drunk wine in a while so i might drink some some red wine and and talk some shit so we'll, we'll see we'll figure it out but um until then i'll see you guys next time peace